Next on BYU Sports Nation, it's Tuxedo Day. 18-year-old Zach Wilson will probably need a tuxedo for prom in a few months. Could he start for BYU football at quarterback? Did yesterday's practice say more about the offense or the Cougar defense? Plus the Y Awards Male Athlete of the Year in Studio B and it's baseball game day at multiple levels. The boys of summer are back. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Suit up or tuxedo up. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, March 29th, opening day for Major League Baseball. Let's go. Appropriately, Jerem is wearing a tux in Seattle Mariner blue. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton alongside the aforementioned blue tuxedo-wearing Jerem Jordan. We also did the Y Awards, fourth uh, year in a row, which is awesome. We're excited for Gregor Bell to say yes at some point uh, to hosting this show or somebody else. No, we love it. It's very fun. Uh, it's a very fun. Fun night. Uh, we, uh, we enjoyed some roast, not meat per se. Uh, had to throw football under the bus a little bit, but we weren't too mean. It was a fun night. It was a fun night. We'll get to more of that. We're going to talk to male athlete of the Aurora Link letter. Uh, on the show, power couples and social media moments. AP Jofo had a good Manti Teo's girlfriend joke in there too. Like <laughs> it all, yeah. It she all showed up out. last night. She did. She did. Lenicko was at the uh, was there was there, which was great. It's in the Marriott Center. It's very cool. If you haven't been and you're local, it's open to the public. You can always uh, show up next year. So we're promoting it officially one year in advance. Yeah, we have no idea if we're hosting it again. I'm just gonna assume we are uh, until we aren't. Because it's been four years in a row now, and we're like, are we hosting again this year? Like, every year we're like, is it us again? Yeah? Okay, cool. Any excuse for you to get into tuxedo, you'll take. Now, we have a no-tie policy in here, but this is the only day. One day. One day. One day, you can have a tie. Bow tie doesn't count. So, the tie, one day, we're good. Yeah. I remember when we were radio only, or maybe we just switched to TV, I, sh- I had a game that night, and I showed up wearing a tie because I came dressed like in yeah. my suit, and you were like, no. I was take, like, take off the it's tie. in 10 hours. Like, take, you take can put it tie. back on later. Take off the tie. <laughs> I knew you were serious at that point. And we are this serious This isn't soccer. Now. No ties. We are serious now. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Dress to the nines for you, BYU Sports Nation. As Jerem just mentioned, we hosted the Y Awards last night, the annual celebration of the best In BYU Athletics, winners voted on by the athletes, several deserving candidates for awards, and several deserving candidates for some light roasting. Jerem, what was your favorite moment from the Y Awards last night? I don't know. I I love the whole thing, man. It's a night of celebration, but it's a night to laugh at funny stuff that happens, too. I like making fun of an old Ed Eyestone photo, the cross-country coach. I like saying that Cosmo and the Cougarettes' performance at Lavelle Edwards Stadium was the top highlight of the football season. That got a groan from uh, Kalani in the front row. The immediate feedback is exhilarating and terrifying. We're used to three or four people in the studio chuckling or not. Uh, Power couples, coach throwbacks, social media moments. It was a fun night. Not to mention, of course, the great stories, the great awards that happened. Uh, Dave McCann's dad, Dale, McCant has passed away. There's an award named after him. Johnny Linehan won that, which was very cool. Ronnie Spirit Jones. of Sport Award. Yeah, very cool. 
Uh, teams of the year, male and female athletes of the year, very cool. So in case you missed it, Roy Linkletter, male athlete of the year, co-female athletes of the year, softballs, McKenna Bull, women's volleyballs, Ronnie Jonesbury, coach of the year, Mike Littlewood, he's in Malibu, so he sent in a video, and so on and so forth. Men's team of the year was a tie between cross country and volleyball. They were both out. There were a lot of athletes on the stage at one point. Uh, I want to point out that Roy Linkletter wore the suit that I wore last year. Cobalt blue. The cobalt blue is a, a – also, Greg Rubel wore that one, so shout-out to those guys for keeping it alive. You've got the slate blue. Yeah, that's how I rolled this year. <laughs> but they look, everyone looked good, man. Everyone, we handed out a bunch of Cokes as we talked about caffeine being on campus. September you know? 21st, 2017, yeah. a day yeah. that will live in – For me. For me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we threw out tons of jokes – it's a hard crowd a little bit uh, because these, I don't know that this group is used to being the ones that have to react to things. They're the ones that perform and then people react. But I th- thought they were pretty warm. We were warmly received, which was good. And, and on a 4-9 football season, we thought we were like a little more like, oh, how's this going to go? It was good. During the break, I'm going to tweet out the picture of Ed Eyestone that uh, <laughs> you all need to see. Like if Nate, Netflix does How to Make a Murderer – Season two, <laughs> that might be the cover photo. Like, it's in, insane. Not sure if that's a mug shot or if he's trying out for Dirty Dancing along with Patrick Swayze. I did make uh, the uh, you know police have called uh, Ed and said, you cannot run in the nude anymore. <laughs> that, that slayed. So that was good. Uh, we sang uh, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir version of uh, Ao and Teo. You were worried about that one. I didn't think it was going to land, and it did, which was good. Yes, it did. Uh, the, the, the one that uh, didn't land the most was a few years ago. It was my Shaq impersonation. I kept going to it. <laughs> you went to it like four times. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't land. I didn't go there last night. All right, yesterday in BYU football practice, number 11, by the way, the BYU offense put up some big numbers again, reports of at least three 70-plus yard plays. Whoa. Awesome. Head coach Kalani Sitake liked what he saw overall yesterday, not just on offense. I don't know if you guys saw, but the offense had some really big plays early on, and um, we did some red zone work. So I was really pleased with the, what I saw from both sides, and our, our, our I think our P, all our field goals and PATs were good. So can't complain right now. That's right, Spencer. Was the success of the BYU offense in yesterday's practice a big deal, little deal, or no deal? This is a little deal. It's the spring. I get it. But the theme of spring football, not just in one practice, but in eleven practices now has been the offense beating up on the defense. Side note, the defense has largely been led by younger players and reserves because they're trying to build depth. Still, after BYU's worst season in 49 years, it's good to hear about the progressing offense, even if it is practice, even if it is the spring and early Some progress is good to hear the coaches and the players talk about, oh, we're better. We are getting better on offense, and it's not close compared to last year. I'm buying into that a little bit, so it's a little deal to me. It's an interesting dynamic because one team uh, thrives at the cost of the other. So what do you want? Like, Do you want balance in spring, or do you want imbalance? I want BYU to beat UMass and win six games and go to a bowl game. That's what I want, Jeremy. At least six games, right? Yes. You don't want exactly six games? Implied, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, I don't know. Maybe they get seven or eight. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, I don't take a lot from it. I, I think it's good. I think it is good rhetoric. Like, on Christmas morning, you're not worried about what you've had. 
You're like, what's new and what's shiny? What's new and what's shiny is Jeff Grimes and this offense, and we're going to talk to quarterback Zach Wilson coming up, who's making some serious plays in practice right now and pushing the, uh, the starters. He doesn't know where he's at on the depth chart, per se, but he's in the mix right now. He's making plays. He's going to prom in the spring. Do we know that? I'm, I'm guessing. I, yeah, I, I don't know. You can't take a kid out of his prom. His would-be senior year in high school? Well, he could date a college girl, Spencer. <laughs> Take her to prom. <laughs> who, who needs that junior hey, when you, you wanna, got that freshman? You want to go to my prom? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. There's always another side to the discussion about perceived offensive success, as you brought up, Jerem, specifically in relation to yesterday's practice. You taste that bitterness from the BYU defense? Maybe you'll be able to after you listen to what senior linebacker Butch Powell had to say. It was a bad day for the defense. They, uh, a lot of lack of effort, a lot of misassignments, a lot of what it is is just effort and really getting to know the playbook. The coaches continue to put an emphasis on learning your plays, and we still don't know our plays from day one. And so it's, it was a bad day, so I'm kind of disappointed in our defense. Butch is speaking about one bad day of practice in spring football. Or did but, more than one day, Bubba But... Yes, that's where I'm going. The rhetoric has been consistent. The offense is kicking the defense's rear end on a consistent basis. Jerem, should you be worried about the perceived defensive struggles? Not necessarily. A bunch of starters weren't in for all of these moments uh, Butch is referencing from yesterday, apparently. But it's never good to hear about the struggles from any group. But I'm not overly concerned. There's, There's some concern there. It's not good when one of the defensive leaders is saying, hey, Guys aren't – they don't know the plays. They're not executing. That's, that's not a good sign. Last week of spring ball, you would hope that there's some sound play happening from both sides of the ball. So a little, a little concerning there. Little At bit. what point is it okay to start getting really worried if the offense continues to do this? Second week of fall camp, maybe. Maybe third. If they go four weeks, right? Uh, like second week, halfway through? Yeah. Like, like if Butch Powell is publicly discussing – these struggles in week two of fall that, camp that bubbles over, right? Like most people can't keep a secret. They say what they think and what they know or what they think it they will know. bleed out. Somehow. It bleeds out. Right. So that bleeded out from Butch right there. Some people can't keep a secret, but it's not as many as you think. Yeah. I'm not worried about it right now. Let's get the BYU starters in there consistently. Right. The and ones on ones and see what happens. Not everyone's healthy. You have certain like guys are out on both sides of the ball. Right. But, but at BYU, the offense is always going to get the benefit of the doubt. In the spring game in years past, in the crowd, when a touchdown's thrown, it's not like, oh, the defense gave up a touchdown. It's, yeah, that was, there was a touchdown. It, this is an offensive school. Under Bronco Mendenhall, it was very defensive. It was very defensive, and there were some fantastic offenses. And when the, def- or d- defenses, when the defenses were amazing, the offenses were mediocre, and it yes. was like, how can we – let's combine the two, and then you get 0-6 – Seven, oh, eight, nine. nine. Those were 10-plus win teams. Tomorrow is BYU Football Pro Day, live on BYU TV for the first time ever. Yeah. From 12 to 2 Eastern, that's 10 to 12 Mountain Time. We'll see the bench, 225-pound reps, the 40-yard dash, three-cone drill, position drills, vertical leap. I mean, it's, it's going to be a big deal, Jerem. But, but... Who is the guy that has the most to gain tomorrow? Tijon Karoma. Ooh. Pro Football Focus, a few months ago, prior to the season, 
called him one of the top five best graded centers in college football. How many reps is he going to do on the bench He press? could go high 30s, low 40s. That's the one I'm most excited to see with him. Obviously, the 40 with a lot of guys. Micah Hanneman's got a chance to shine. Jonah Trenneman has a, sh- uh, a real chance to he shine. He will wow people. Because he's built for pro day. His vertical leap is off the charts. I think it's yes. like 43 inches. He's running four threes in the 40 consistently. He's going to wow some people. I think Tijon will wow on the bench. I think his strength. We know his strength. And the scouts know. Like, let's, let's get a misconception out of the way before we even do pro day tomorrow. Pro day, they don't show up and go, who is this guy? They know all these guys already. They know... All their times in this stuff. It's they're their just job con- to know. They're just confirming info. They're just seeing if there's something they might have missed. They've watched film. They've talked to coaches all year. They watch like every game. They watch practice. Like they know all these guys' names. So they're going to see tomorrow if they can't see somebody that just pops a little bit. That and how they interact throughout the day as well is what they're watching. Tooney Kanuch is the guy for me that I feel like has the most to gain. Okay, Garrett Tujay, former BYU offensive line coach, told us three or four years ago. He's one of the strongest dudes I've ever seen. He looks way better now than he has. He's in better shape yeah. and in better health condition than he's been in a long time. If he goes big on the bench and can move and shows, I think he has the most to gain because I think he is really off the radar for a lot of teams. He could work himself into a free agent contract with a good pro day tomorrow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jerem, outgoing University of Utah Athletic Director Chris Hill had some interesting things to say about the BYU-Utah rivalry in an interview on the Salt Lake radio station 1280. Hill said the following, and I quote, It would have sure been nice if they would have picked BYU in the Big 12. It would have made things a lot less toxic, I think, in a way, because then we're both playing in a Power 5, and we don't have that kind of anxiety back and forth. Continuing, for us... If BYU can get in a power league, it just makes the competition a little less toxic. What do you think about Chris Hill's comments? I'm going to say some words right now that some fans won't like, okay? I think he's right. There's angst between BYU and Utah naturally. Then you throw in the fact Utah's won seven in a row. That does not help the BYU side of it. Then you throw in the fact there's more angst now because Utah is in a better athletic situation. They're in a Power 5 conference. It's awesome. BYU's wandering in the wilderness of independence and the West Coast Conference. Now, don't get me wrong. Independence does have its benefits. Being on ESPN is fantastic, right? But this is a solution, uh, and, and hopefully a temporary one at some point, of not being in a Power 5. The most ideal situation is for BYU to be in a Power 5, and the dynamic would be very different between those two. I'm jealous of the Utah situation. And then Utah's won seven in a row. That doesn't help. Here's how I translate what Chris Hill said. If BYU was in a Power 5 conference, all of you would understand why it was not a priority in my mind for a period of time not to play against BYU. Sure. You would all understand that better. But because BYU was not in a Power 5, we all threw our hands up and got super angry. Because it meant more to us than them. Then the toxicity sets in. Exactly. And they left... Uh, the Mountain West and went to a Power Five, and we, BYU, we, didn't get that invite. So it's like, ah! But if BYU was in the Big 12... So then we make fun of the Chris stickers Hill, and stuff. And Chris Hill says, hey, our schedule's loaded in the Pac-12 this year. Tom, can we cancel the series? And Tom says, yeah, I'm looking at our Big 12 schedule. Probably not going to happen. 
absolutely there would not have been as much of a toxic fallout. Amen. Amen. And toxic is a great word for this. I, I, I agree with him. I, I do. And I'm not and I'm not sorry if you don't agree with me. Like that's okay. That's okay. It's been a long time coming, but tonight we've got baseball. Baseball's yes, back, man. I have the Mariners yes. taking down the Indians on opening night. Who right. do you have? I've got BYU over Pepperdine, Jerem. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> happening as well. <laughs> I've got BYU opening up a West Coast Conference series in Malibu. And honestly, if the Cougars don't win this series, they're probably not going to be close to winning or having a shot at winning a regular season championship. Which doesn't matter. They lost seven games last year in conference play. The regular season title doesn't matter. BYU won it two years ago, didn't get in. Just be in the top four seeds, You need to get to the tournament, and you need to win it. Be in the top four. BYU's not going to be in an at-large position. Pepperdine is not a great team this year. But they have BYU's number there for some reason. So, BYU, go win that series. Get two or three. The Cougars are two and four. Okay, you've got the Mariners over the Indians. Tonight, yeah. Final score prediction? I don't know. Mariners by at least one. I'm going to say two to one. (laughs) I've been to the home opener two of the last three years there. It was a little busy. Couldn't go this weekend. It's so fun. Opening day is so fun. Okay, whenever you go to a Mariners game, it feels like something big happens. Or at least go on a road trip to the Northwest, right? Sashi Iwakuma threw a no-hitter. Josh Hamilton, like, broke his thumb. The other game slash the Seahawks were celebrating their Super Bowl championship. Yeah, your other Northwest trips included Tyler Haas setting the all-time scoring record for BYU. uh, BYU knocks off Gonzaga. (laughs) Seems like we need to send me. Should we send me there tonight or what? What? Need to do volleyball while I go to the Mariners game? Tuxedo up. Go to the Northwest. I want to do the volleyball game. Our question of the day. What's your reaction when you hear the BYU football offense dominated yesterday's spring practice? First response at Colonel underscore James 83. It's nice to hear, but it's just spring practice. At this point, there are still more questions than answers. So this is like a J.J. Abrams production, then. We won't know those answers until BYU faces Arizona in the first game of the season. Hashtag BYU. Even then, it'll take six games to get a lot of answers, right? Coming up, the Y Awards Male Athlete of the Year, Roy Linkletter, will join us. And we go two-on-one with Zach Wilson. Why did the freshman quarterback choose to not only come to BYU but enroll early? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, second-ranked BYU men's volleyball host, 14th-ranked Concordia Irvine, coached by former Cougar player and coach Sean Patchell. Oh, snap. And former Cougar Chandler Gibb is the Eagles setter. Watch the former Cougars versus the Cougars tonight at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Every time I hear the name Chandler, I can't help but think about friends. Yeah. And Matthew Perry. Join us, won't you? Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation if you don't already. And you know the drill by now. Hashtag BYUSN whenever you reply on social media. Our question of the day. What is your reaction when you hear the BYU offense dominated yesterday's football spring practice? At SABYU fan says, due to so much hyperbole going into last season and subsequent letdown and disappointment, I can't assume anything until we see BYU on opening day. Okay. But that takes away all of the fun, right? The buildup. The fun being the disappointment or satisfaction. Well, satisfaction. 18-year-old Zach Wilson grew up as a die-hard, I mean die-hard Utah fan. Seats on the 50, year after year, his whole family wearing that red. BYU was never on the radar. Utah didn't come calling to the quarterback. Boise State did. They wanted him. 
He committed to the Broncos. Utah had an Elite 11 guy they like, Jack Tuttle. But he ended up with the Cougars at BYU. The question is, how? We're two-on-one with the 18-year-old true freshman quarterback, very talented, Zach Wilson. Zach, how would you sum up your experience thus far as one of the BYU quarterbacks? Uh, it's been amazing. I mean, you know, besides all things of the media and stuff, staying away from that, the the players in general, the coaching staff, you know, they've all taken me in, you know, just like I've been here forever, and I've loved that. Like, it's been, it's been such a great experience here, and, uh, you know, I'm glad I can be a part of it. What convinced you to ultimately enroll early, leave high school, come down to BYU? Um, you know, the opportunity here is huge. Uh, brand new coaching staff, brand new playbook. There's no bias towards anyone. And, uh, you know, if I was in high school, what would I be getting done right now? You know, um, I know coming here, get my body right, get my mind right, get ready for college, everything. So I think coming here early was, was such, a, it's such a huge advantage for me. What have you learned from the other quarterbacks you're working with since you've gotten on campus? You know, so much just about how college is different from high school. I mean, how your tempo has to be quicker, your timing has to be quicker, um, how you can't be taking shots like how in high school you can be. Um, you know, it's just the, the adjusting, but they've all helped me out. Huge, huge. The quarterback battle is a fun one, uh, and you're one of the many quarterbacks. What's it been like to compete with these guys for some PT now and later? Yeah, so it's, it's, been, it's been great. I mean, we've all pushed each other, and I know every single day, you know, when someone does a little better, we're always like, okay, i, I got to step my game up now. And, and I think it's making everyone better in the long run. I think we're going to have a, a good quarterback, whoever it is, that's been pushed every single day, which is cool. You had some options, uh, notably Boise State, and uh, I'm not going to list all the schools that, that were interested in you, but... Why did BYU ultimately resonate with you when it came down to the wire? Um, I was always really close with Kalani. And, um, you know, when I knew a, co a new coaching staff was coming in, I was talking to some of the new guys. And, you know, I love their demeanor and, and how they wanted to flip the program. And, and I've always been a really big homebody. I'm from Utah. And I was like, wow, it would be great to stay here and play in front of my family. I have, uh, you know, 60 cousins, grandparents, uncles, aunts that live here. And, and I think it would be great to, to play around them. And then looking outside of football, I mean, the academic and the, the alumni connections you can pick up here at BYU, you know, I didn't think there was a better place for me are they ready to rock the BYU gear yet they're close they're close um you know maybe maybe staying away a little bit still maybe <laughs> wait till season but uh yeah they're close <laughs> the context there being that you're did your dad play at Utah and you you're a Utah family essentially right yeah I mean we've had season tickets you know second second row 50 yard line like the best seats you can get the last 12 years <laughs> and you know we still have them now I remember going to every single BYU Utah game decked out in Utah stuff but uh <laughs> you know when you get when you get to that 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 recruiting stage things change um you kind of got to take away of your bias of what teams you like what teams you don't like and you know I fell in love with the people here rather than kind of the name on the school and, and I'll eventually get used to that yeah <laughs> yeah I was gonna say what's it been like for you coming here and saying okay this is what it really is now what is it really to you yeah I mean there's there's great people here I mean everyone's just trying to help everyone out um, there's so many connections. Like everyone wants to to help this football program out, and I think that was that was such a cool tie, and that that was why I kind of wanted to come here too. Ideally, what do you want to accomplish as a true freshman quarterback at BYU in a highly competitive room? I just want to prove that you know, even being 18 years old, that I can I can play with any of these college kids out here, and that you know I can. I can really make my stand that I'm not afraid to compete. Even if I'm younger, I'm not going to take a backseat to anybody, um, especially if it's wide open, um, just to prove, like, you know what, we're all, we're all working for this same thing, I guess. For those of th that haven't seen your film, uh, describe your game and maybe who you somewhat resemble. 
Yeah, so I like to, to be a passing quarterback. I love, I love to be able to just, just drop back and pick defenses apart slowly down the field. Um, you know, but when the time comes where, you know, someone, someone blitzes or someone comes off the edge to be able to escape maybe, make a play, get the ball down the field, run a little bit, um, you know, hopefully now not take a lot of shots, um, stay away from injury. But, yeah. How do you explain the wide receiving core and the tight end group that you're throwing to? I love some of the guys we have here just because they're, they're hard, like they work so hard. I mean, we have so many guys that they know the ball's not coming to them, but they'll sprint as hard as they can just to, you know, to get their, their teammates open. And I think uh, we have a really good competition there, too, of guys that want to play. And we're a little thin, but, you know, everyone works so hard. And, and I have so many receivers every week that are like, hey, Zach, you throwing on this day? Will you come throw me some balls? Like, um, let's, let's work on this route so we can perfect it. And I think, I think that's huge. Like, that's what our team needs to do really well. How do you feel you've done in spring ball? I, th- I think it can be better. There's always some to, to improve on. Um, it's frustrating when, you know, you know you can be better than that. Even though, you know, people around you will be saying stuff. Um, you know, just me personally, like, okay, I could have done better on this and this and this. And you always just, you know, you're, you're tough on yourself. And I think, that's, I think that's what you need. What's your relationship with Aaron Roderick like in the quarterback's room? I love Aaron Roderick. He's a funny dude. Um, I've known him for 10 years, probably. Um, Little league camps growing up, I used to talk to him all the time. Um, but I, I'm so glad I have the opportunity to work with him. He's He's been so cool, like, with the quarterback room and stuff like that. And, and, you know, I can talk to him about anything. And I'm glad I can play for him because he's he's very knowledgeable, knows so much about the game. And I think that's he'll, he'll be the best for our quarterbacks and, and our offense pass game-wise, too. Like, he knows a lot. All right. We threw some blitzes at you with the questions. Side but uh, yeah, that was good. Shots, yeah. found the it was receiver. good. It was good. You survived. Yep. yep. Thanks, Zach. Yep, of course. Thank you. 18-year-old, I thought he had a lot of poise, and he's got moxie, and he carries himself with swagger. And I know I've said that before, but when you talk to him, you feel like he's in control, and he's a pretty cerebral kid. I like him, and he's making plays at practice. We've talked to a bunch of people. Who are watching more practice than we are, and they're saying, "Hey, I really like this guy." In fact, last night at eight o'clock, Zach Wilson was out there throwing to Eleva Hifo and other guys. So he's putting in the time, putting in the work. He's in the mix. How much is he in the mix? Is the question because Tanner Mangum coming off injury, Bo Hodge, Joe Critchlow, Zach Wilson. Who who are the two or three? Who are the three who are really going to compete? You don't have four guys competing for a spot in the fall. Who are the three? They're really competing. I guarantee Zach Wilson, in his mind, is thinking, you give me the chance, I'm going to go out there and compete. Yeah. I but think the, he has a better shot than I think. But the coaches, you have to juggle that always fine line of, do we throw him out there against that schedule early in the season? Because As a if true you're freshman. not mentally tough, it can shake your confidence, right? Right. And you don't want that to mess with him. Like, Jake Heaps got thrown out there. And it didn't work out in the long run, right? He was uber talented, didn't work out. You'd, I'm not saying Zach's going to be Jake. We're just talking about throwing freshmen out there. When has it really worked for BYU? Re, like Tanner Mangum, 2015, 9-4, and four, good receivers. You throw two Hail Marys that connect. Otherwise, you go 7-5 and five in the regular season. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is he better than Bo Hodge or Joe Critchlow? And where does Tanner Mangum fit into Mangum, all of this? Like those, like those three. All three. Coming up, the male athletes at BYU. You know what? He's the best of them. Runner Rory Linkletter in studio, and we've got your headlines as we recap the Y Awards. 
Tomorrow, don't miss BYU Football Pro Day on BYU TV from 12 to 2 Eastern time for the first time ever on TV. As Fred Warner, Tijon Chroma, Jonah Trinneman, Mike Hanneman, and company try to impress NFL scouts and us. It's live tomorrow, 12 to 2 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. A warm welcome back. Tuxedo Day in Studio B. Yeah. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, we are on demand anytime, anywhere. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU Athletics hosted the 15th annual Y Awards last night. Among the award winners, women's volleyball star Ronnie Jones-Perry. Copper Hills. I was waiting for that. Softball player McKenna Bull as dual female athletes of the year Rory Linkletter was named the Male Athlete of the Year. We'll talk to him later. And baseball head coach Mike Littlewood gave an inspiring speech from beautiful Malibu, California, was the recipient of Coach of the Year. BYU football spring practice number 11 was yesterday at the Student Athlete Building. The offense had another good day. We talked to freshman quarterback Zach Wilson in the previous segment. If you missed it, download the podcast on iTunes for the latest. Jeremy, remind the people how many matches in a row that BYU men's volleyball has won. Uh, 13. Uh, that's a great number. Mm-hmm. And the number two ranked BYU Cougars will take on the number 14 ranked team, Concordia Irvine, tonight in the Smithfield House. The Cougars' second to last regular season match at home. I dare say the penultimate home game. In the regular Numbers season. Second to last. But they're in position to host the MPSF tournament. Indeed. Always huge when you have that home court advantage. You can watch the game live tonight on BYU TV 9 Eastern, Jerem Jordan. Steve Vale, Lauren McLean on the call. This happens uh, a few times every couple years, you know, but former Cougar player and coach Sean Patchell coaches Concordia Irvine, and the setter for Concordia Irvine was a red shirt in 2015 at BYU, Chandler Gibb. So former Cougars versus the Cougars. And after a season-high 14 runs Tuesday night at Utah Valley, the Batcats start a three-game series in Malibu against Pepperdine tonight. Six Eastern time, BYU Radio, you can listen to it. BYU 2-4, and four in conference play through the first two series. So they need to win the series to get to 500 then. Well, they wouldn't even be at 500. Oh, come on, 4 and 5, you're right. They sweep, then they would be above 500. Sweep but them. Okay, just sweep them. On the road. I hope they took brooms on the airplane. Win the series. I mean, get 2 or 3, get that thing rolling in the right direction like they did last year. They were swept by LMU this year. Throw the stashes again or something. They lost to LMU in their first conference series last year and then proceeded to win every other series after that. Well, they had five sweeps last year. Can you count on five sweeps? That's incredible. (laughs) I would say no. Probably not. But, hey, it starts at Pepperdine tonight. Again, as Jeremy mentioned, 6 Eastern, 4 Mountain on BYU Radio. Don't look at the ocean. Just focus on the ball. Hard to do that That's my uh, highly intelligent recommendation. Hard. At least the field doesn't face the ocean, so... That's good. You know, they've got well, that going Well, for someone's going to be looking at the, the batter <laughs> of the fielder. Someone's looking at <laughs> The Y Awards last night. If you're just joining us, it honors the best in BYU Why are these athletics guys in Texas? on an annual basis. Yes, we brought our tuxedos back. We've got them for 24 hours. We need we to maximize back, like, the, the rental yeah. from our buddy Chad at DC Tuxedos. Shameless plug. <laughs> no shame in that. No shame. No shame. Shameless. <laughs> yeah, shameless. Yeah. You already mentioned your favorite parts of the Y Awards, and it's hard to pick just one. 
I said that the coaches' throwbacks were what stuck out to me. So pictures of coaches and administrators from yesteryear when they looked better than they do now. Ed Eyestone uh, in his Patrick Swayze mode from Dirty Dancing. Like, his hair is so long. And his wife came up to us after the Y Awards and said, I miss that hair. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> sure she did. <laughs> We also went back to our Power 5 couples that have become a staple yeah. every time we host. The only issue is someone complains to us that they weren't in it. And we did get and a then, complaint last and then, night. And then we say, well, we didn't make it. That's a total lie. We helped make it. Just ab- bold-faced lie. Last night. Oh, so maybe we should just make them an honorable mention. <laughs> Sorry, for those that, Avery that and Jackson. Yeah, Avery Carlton Walker and, Jack- <laughs> and Jackson Walker. <laughs> We're not the only ones that make it. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> there are others. That's not a bold-faced lie. Our number five power couple, counting up from five to one. Riley Gates of BYU Baseball, Maddie Sidaway of BYU Women's Soccer. Mm-hmm. Okay, number four, J.J. Nwigwi and Jasmine Moody. And I loved what you football said about J.J. Football and hoops. You said he has a, a football position identity crisis. He does. He was a lineman, now he's a tight end. <laughs> now he's a tight end. <laughs> but he knows what he wants in his girlfriend. That's okay? right. That's right. Yeah. Dalton Nixon and Taylor Ballard. Super tall couple. The tallest couple in it's the Good looking five. couple, yeah. At They're number three. She's 6'3", yeah. and I think Dalton's, what, 6'7"? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of height right yeah. there. And she wore heels last night. She was like 6'6". Six, six. Also tall, Emily Lewis and Matt Bushman yes. at number two. Now, uh, Emily's dad is Chad. Okay, Matt's tight end. So we joked that uh, I guess Emily's mom and Emily, they love a good tight end. <laughs> right? Oh, it's marinating across BYU Sports Nation. Right oh, that now. kind of tight end? Yeah. <laughs> and the number one couple after complaining for two years. Complaining gets you things. It really does. Jill Van Mirlo of BYU Gymnastics and the guy we're going to talk to, Rory Linkletter, the male athlete of the year who crushed it in yeah. uh, track and field and cross country. They got engaged, so we're like, okay, fine. We'll give it to them. <laughs> they but, earned it. They definitely earned it. They were great. Oh, I forgot about the uh, other honorable and mention. The honorable mention was uh, Elijah Bryant and his YouTube channel. Oh, I was going to say, his wife's not an athlete, so they can't, but his YouTube channel well, does BYU qualify athlete. as yeah. a Power 5 yeah. uh, BYU athlete. yeah. Elijah and his YouTube channel. <laughs> That's right. Honorably mentioned. Great time at the Y Awards. Yeah, it was fun. And again, we're inviting all of you next year. Even yep. if we're not hosting. Even if we're not hosting. You're invited to the Y Awards. I'll probably go. Come just, on down to the Marriott sit Center. Sit in the crowd. Yeah. It'll be sometime in late March, early April, I would imagine. I did an uh, Instagram live video backstage during it. People are like, shouldn't you be paying attention? Really? I'm like, no, we're not on for like 20 minutes. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey, coming up, who had a better game last night, Kyle Collinsworth or Lonzo Ball? Oh, wow. Taking on Big Baller brand? <laughs> and he is the BYU Awards Male brand. Athlete of the Year. Rory Linkletter hangs out with us in Studio B next. Stay in your lane, Spencer. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Saturday, we'll be live at 11 a.m. Eastern Time with a, our semi-annual countdown conference version of BYU Sports Nation. Who's in, who's out from the speakers? Who will be the two new apostles be? Uh, we'll talk about that. No, we won't. It's a live one-hour show coming up 11 a.m. Eastern Time Saturday. Tijan Karoma is going to join us on a special BYU Sports Nation. I'll say it again. It is your conference wake-up show. Yeah. People, and, and the ratings are huge because everyone's turning it on, hoping to watch conference. Why are sports and on? We're are here to wake you majorly up. Majorly disappointed when they see what's on. Wake you up. Yeah. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B, Tuxedo Day, with your BYU Sports play by play. Our daily rebroadcasters weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Our question of the day for social media What is your reaction 
when you hear the BYU football offense dominated yesterday's spring practice. That Broncos lover says, I am filled with hope and optimism, although tempered because it's spring. I think it's a great start, though, and though my blue goggles are still in their case, it does get me excited for the fall. Sure, we start to see some young guys develop, some backups uh, get some run. We get to see Zach Wilson. You just get to see things that you don't get to see during the season a little bit more. But it is spring. You're right. It's March 29th. BYU fans want to see proof in the pudding, and that happens in the games, right? Yeah, and it takes like half the year to really know what you've got. We're going to talk to a guy that has proved it in the field of it. competition yes, again and again and again. He is our Y Awards Male Athlete of the Year from BYU Track and Field and Cross Country, Rory Linkletter. Rory, nice to have you back in What's Studio up, Rory? B. It's fun to be here. I feel like I've had a, my fair share of you guys, though, for the last 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> what was the best moment of the Y Awards last night? You winning the Male Athlete of the Year or being dubbed the number one Power Five couple? Um, I definitely was more anxiously awaiting the Power Five couple of the year. <laughs> were you surprised that you were number one, or were you expecting it? I was expecting, like I said last night, either number one or you to leave me off again. <laughs> <laughs> All or nothing. Yeah. And Jill's here uh, in studio. What, what, what was your reaction when you saw, okay, we're number one. Finally, we made it. These guys finally made it happen. Um, I was happy, obviously. The, the thing about the Y Awards is the camera comes over to you before they're going to put you on the camera. So we were like, either they're going to show us because they didn't put us on or they're going to show us because we won. And hey, there it is. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, pretty excited, obviously, as you can see there. So, Were you more excited than winning Male Athlete of the Year? Because that's a big deal at BYU, to win the Male Athlete of the Year. Um, it was fun. It was really fun to win the Power Couple. But obviously, it's a great honor to be male athlete of the year at BYU, a place that has just such great athletics. Voted on by the athletes, too. Yeah. I'm and happy with that. I mean, for, for a track cross-country guy, it's nice to have that recognition. And, and uh, the teams of the year, cross-country tied with men's volleyball, that was yep. cool as well. Yeah. We, were, we knew it was going to be between us and men's volleyball because they always have such a stellar season, and it was uh, awesome to be able to share that honor with them. My favorite part of the whole night is just looking back, and it's the only time the whole athletic department gets together, and not everyone can always make it, like baseball's on the road or whatever, but it's just fun to see how good BYU athletics is. Yeah. Did you have that same experience? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of studs out there. I mean, uh, just for Male Athlete of the Year, we have a future NFL player, Fred Warner. We have a uh, prolific scorer, Elijah Bryant, Brendan Sander, All-American volleyball player, and Brock Hale, stud on our baseball team. It's just, it was awesome. And well, you and won that, out of those guys, which is awesome. And you're an All-American. Yeah, yeah, just doing what we can. All-American Canadian. An yes, All-American all -American Canadian. Canadian. That's right. Is that the only one on campus right now at BYU? Probably. Well, Alexa Gray left. That's kind of <laughs> your there you go. Yeah. Kramer. Uh, more importantly, how would you rate us as hosts, Rory? We want unfiltered commentary. You well, it's BYU, you want. so it needs to be somewhat filtered. But. Um... I'd, I'd give you 9 out of 10. Okay. 9 out of 10. I'll, I'll take, take it. This was yeah. a good year. We had a lot take of fun. It. it was brief this year as well. It was faster than Let's, years past. Sometimes yes. it feels like it's like drawn out. It was a good, good experience, so I really enjoyed it. Let's talk about that part, which we failed to mention at the end of the show, by the way. It's been like two and a half to three hours before. It was yeah. 90 minutes. When David I saw Almodova, Bryce Lake, they made it happen. When I saw 7.30 as the start time, I was like, my bedtime's like nine, so I was worried. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, it was brief, though, this time, and it was an awesome show. Rory, you've accomplished a lot, understandably. We just saw some of those uh, notable accomplishments on the screen in, in a graphic, citing you as an All-American in track and field and in cross country and leading your team 
uh, to West Coast Conference dominant championship victory, finishing one, two, three, four, five. Uh, your epic comeback in the 10K to finish second. What's next for you? I mean, what what are you pushing for now? Well, uh, we're getting here into the heart of outdoor season. We just finished an indoor season where I got sixth in the 5K, which is five places better than I was a year ago. So we're improving, and we're just trying to reach higher limits. I, I want to run some fast times this outdoor season. Uh, I got my eyes set on a really fast 10K. Uh, the Olympic standard for Rio was 28 flat, and I want to go under the Olympic standard to kind of solidify myself as an Olympian in 2020 for Team Canada in the 10,000 meters. Cool. So I got big goals this season, and obviously the number one goal is to score as many points as I can at the NCAA meet. And being second last year, we can only go up with 10 points. So I'm, I might double. I might do the 10 and 5,000 this year at Nationals, but I want to score as many points as possible. Are you in, in the mix for being on Team Canada 2020? Is that a that's legit the goal. possibility? That's the legit possibility, and that's awesome. the biggest goal for now. In the 10K? Yeah, I think, what, what I think you, that's more likely than anything. I could, uh, I could move up to the marathon, but I would be a young marathoner at that point. Jared did, pulled the Jared Ward. Yeah, the Jared Ward. Maybe 2024 we'll mm. try a marathon, but I think if I have the 10,000-meter standard, I'll stay there. What are you wow. ranked in the 10K among Canadians? Do you know? Uh, so we actually have one of the best North American right now is a Canadian. Mm. So uh, I wouldn't be number one right now, uh, but I could probably somewhere two, three, depending on the year, depending on who moves up in distances. We have a really established 5,000-meter runner that's in the NCAA that runs for Syracuse, uh, and he could move up to the 10,000, but I don't see that. If he did, I'd still have a spot as three make it. But uh, Three make it, okay. So Cool. Okay, after BYU, you've told us about your Olympic aspirations. What lies ahead for you as a potential professional runner? Well, right now we're just trying to build the resume so that when it's time I can put myself out there and see if I can get signed by a, a team or a company and make some money being a run bum for the rest of my life. <laughs> a run bum. That's what Coach Eystone calls them is someone who can just run and lounge around, a menace to society, if you will. He looked like a run bum in that picture we <laughs> Hey, that was Threw up, and you tweeted classic Easy E. What did you think? Yeah, what did you, what, <laughs> you, what you think of that picture? Easy E. That's fantastic. We've, we've used that picture for a shirt before. Uh, I think that's the the famous picture that's on our Ed's Army shirts. So uh, we love that picture. That's just like that embodies everything so he is now. He's such a kid at heart. So that's just. Yeah. He, he was probably just having too much fun with that. Now, let's talk about, okay, Spencer's trying to push you, you know, oh, what are you doing after? Be-? You have two significant things happening soon, I think, right? Yes. Are you graduating? Well. Or, or you will after, after a little bit? Okay. So I have, a, I have a fifth year coming up, so yeah. I'm actually only a junior this year. You're only a junior? Yeah. Whoa. Lucky thought, for easy I just, assumed, e. I just yeah. assumed you were a senior. Okay, so there's that. But you're engaged. Yes, I am you're, engaged. You're getting married this summer? August 10th. August 10th. Yeah, that's a big deal. What what's what's uh, taking more of your time? The thought of that or like running? I try to keep myself busy with running, but I uh, there's a lot of things that go into planning a wedding. She does a lot of that, obviously. Thanks, uh, She's helps, good at right? that kind of stuff. And, and she's a gymnast. She's busy herself too. Yeah, she's very busy. She has the regional meet next week, which is going to be huge. Hopefully, qualifying BYU to nationals for the first time in a really long time or ever. I don't know when they've been before. Okay, been before a few times. It's been a long time though. It has been. It's been a while, and they've got an awesome team. They've beaten those teams that they're up against. Uh, They've beaten Cal, who's the favorite, the number two seed in their region. So it'll be backup gymnastics analyst. Yes, yeah, of course. You need somebody. Now, do you do you get to attend that meet? 
because be, it is in Salt Lake City? You know, I, I'm going to be in Oregon next week uh, running my season opener. I thought about asking Coach, can I just stay? Because this could be Jill's last meet. But Jill even told me, like, we do our own thing. Let's just uh, focus on you, and I'll focus on me. And I appreciate that, and I love that wow. about her. There's also some brash confidence in there too, right? It's not going to be my last meet. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, eh. Bad thing is, is I have a meet the weekend that Nationals would be as well. Oh, so Let's not focus on it. It is what it is, man. That, that, like, like Shay, Shay Martinez and Kyle Collins. Yeah. They're like, she's a pro runner. He's in the NBA. Like, yeah, they're doing their thing, and that's what we do. So, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Now, have you decided where, whenever you graduate from BYU – and move on. Have you decided where you're going to live? Have you had that conversation? We've talked about it. Uh, I think it'll be somewhere in the mountains like Utah, Colorado, or northern Arizona, or somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. That's just where runners in North America live and train. So yeah. it'll, be, it'll be good. Uh, we'll stay on the west side of the U.S. is my, my assumption, but wherever the opportunity is. Well, it's a good thing you don't have much going on, Rory. So. Yeah, it seems like you're not very busy. So, uh, yeah, if you ever want to hang out, just let us know. Man. Yeah, the antithesis totally. of a run bum right now. A yeah, bum. trying. I learned something today. Goodness. <laughs> Rory, congratulations again on uh, Male Athlete of the Year at the Y Awards. Thank and you. And on all your success. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rory. Thanks Member for having me on. Number one Power Five couple. That's, that's legit. R- Rory like, Linkletter. Like, you got to earn it. You don't just, you know, like LeBron James wrote when he went back to Cleveland. It's not given, it's earned, right? Okay, coming up, the Batcats begin a series tonight in a wonderful place, Malibu, California. You've got to win that series. And your reactions to the offensive success from yesterday's BYU football practice. Are you buying into it? Big deal, little deal, or no deal? This is BYU Sports Nation. A run bum. Straighten your tie. There's nothing bummy about running, you know what I'm saying? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, true freshman quarterback for BYU football, Zach Wilson, and the Y Awards Male Athlete of the Year, track and field, and cross-country superstar, Rory Linkletter. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up tomorrow, Pro Day, and then Saturday, an 11 a.m. Eastern Time special at, uh, on BYU TV here. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Athletics News. UI Athletics hosted its 15th annual Y Awards, our fourth consecutive time hosting. Very fun. Rory Linkletter, we just talked to him. He won Male Athlete of the Year for a full list. Go to BYUCougars.com for the winner. Football. Spring practice number 11 took place yesterday at the Student Athlete Building outdoors for a change. The offense, well, they had another good day to summarize things. We had our two-on-one interview with freshman quarterback Zach Wilson earlier in the show. Again, download the podcast to hear that. And are you buying into the offensive success in the spring? Volleyball. Second-ranked BYU men's volleyball takes on 14th-ranked Concordia Irvine in an MPSF match tonight in the Smith Fieldhouse. Catch the game live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. Baseball. BYU and the Batcats start a three-game series against Pepperdine tonight. In Malibu, game number one, 6 Eastern live on BYU Radio. Track and field. Cougars are competing in two different meets this week. Part of the team competes in the Austin, Texas uh, Texas Relays. Another part heads to California to compete in the Stanford Invitational tomorrow. Golf. The women's team takes down Baylor and Pepperdine at San Diego State's March Mayhem event. Kendra Dalton undefeated in each of her matches in this week's event. 
And the men's team's in California today to compete in the Goodwin Invitational hosted by Stanford. By the way, the Major League Baseball season off to a roaring start. Cubs playing the Marlins. First pitch to Ian Happ, gone. Home yeah. run. Prominent, of the Major League season. Yeah, a prominent uh, personality uh, in the media, Michael Ceremi, said, uh, if Ian Happ leads off, I'll jump into Lake Michigan with a home run. And then sure enough, first pitch, <laughs> boom, gone. And uh, hypothermia for enjoy, Michael. Enjoy a very, very cold Lake Michigan. Today's Rise and Chat brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Rory Linkletter and Jill Van Mierlo, they earned the number one power couple. Like, they, they complained that they weren't in the top five the last couple of years. They might have been in the top five last year. I think so. But when they won, there's, since it, they kissed and everything, you know, we're showing kissing on BYU. This is great. Uh, <laughs> they, they deserved it. They deserved it. And uh, Roy wore the same suit I wore last year, so he has great taste. Cobalt blue. Cobalt blue. Do you like the cobalt better or the slate blue you have on right now? Cobalt. Oh, really? I didn't wear cobalt again because I was like, ah, i got to mix it up. You don't have to mix it up. If you like something, you go with it. Aren't you a creature of well, habit? Well, Roy wore it. Greg wore it. But we went out first. So okay. That would have worked out. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't want to wear this. Like, when we wear the same shirt on the show, I'm like, oh, I'm changing. Like, I just don't <laughs> look like. I just don't like the way we look. We're brothers, and we're wearing the same shirt in Studio B. Yeah, I, yeah. we're brothers, Give me but we don't, have to, five. we don't have to wear the same shirt. <laughs> Question of the day. What is your reaction when you hear the BYU football offense dominated yesterday's spring practice? At Spencer underscore BYU. This is my burner account. Well, two things come to mind. Either the offense has really made progress or the defense is struggling. I really hope it's the first one. It's spring ball. Get everyone healthy. We'll set the ones Take on the ones and see what happens in fall camp. Our elite tweet of the day from at Away Cougs. Just like spring baseball, the objective isn't to win now. Objective is to inventory the toolbox and sharpen the saw. There you go. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast always available on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Tuxedo Day, a success. Shout out to Tim Hanshaw, BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern.